Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley. And yesterday, I promised we were going to have a lot of data to get into on today's pod. And if that's what you were hoping for, you will not be disappointed. Now, we're not going to get too much into the weeds. If you want more details, of course, links to everything I talk about in my companion newsletter. But we had two big reports come out yesterday. The first, we'll start with the big one. This is the one that everyone looks to, the Case-Shiller Index, or as it's officially called, the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price NSA Index. I love saying it every time because it's just so long. (laughs) You just don't... You know, make a make a cooler acronym out of it. Uh, better known as, of course, Case Schiller, and they had their May data released, and the housing market, at least in May, is not dead. Now I know what you think. You think I'm going to make a joke about? Oh, well, CNBC yesterday said that the housing boom was over. Aha! Uh-huh, this proves it's not. Well, it doesn't actually, because this is from May, and CNBC was talking about a June sales report. So as of right now, still undecided. I would bet though that the housing boom is not over. If if I if I could put money in Vegas, if I could buy a credit default swap, I would go with the housing market is going to continue on its current path. And that's kind of what I've heard from most people. I think Bill McBride, actually I think I mentioned uh, I mentioned him on Twitter and he responded this is a couple of weeks ago and he said that more than likely we're going to start seeing things calm down towards the end of summer. And so June is really kind of the beginning of summer. So we still may see a better month next month. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when the time comes. Let's look at what's happening right now, or at least the data that we have right now. And year over year, this is the number that gets everyone's attention. Home prices saw 16.6% annualized price appreciation in May. That was up from the previous month when it was at 148 Month over month, just another big number. 2.1% month over month gains in May. That was unchanged from the previous month, but that's still impressive. 2.1%, 2.1% appreciation month over month. Obviously annualized. I mean, we're talking about almost 25%, (laughs) over 25%. I always forget to do the uh, number after the decimal when doing my in my head calculations. So 25% on an annualized basis, that is a crazy number. And it was unchanged from the last month. So two months in a row, over 2% appreciation. Craig Lazara, Managing Director and Global Head of Index Investment Strategies at S&P DJI, said he is starting to run out of words to describe the incredible growth that we continue to see in the housing market. Quote, A month ago, I described April's performance as truly extraordinary. And this month, I find myself running out of superlatives. The 16.6% gain is the highest reading in more than 30 years of data. Now, if you really want to see some crazy numbers, we can look at the local level. Phoenix saw the most growth of any city in the United States with 25.9% year-over-year Price appreciation followed by San Diego at 24.7% and Seattle at 23.4%. So much for all those people leaving the West. Well, I guess they are. You know, besides San Diego, you have Seattle and Phoenix. And so you may have people leaving California saying, I'm not going to go too far. 
So I guess if you're sort of the northern part of California, Seattle might not be that much different. And uh, I guess Phoenix, somewhat similar, once again, depending on where you are in California. But California is still represented with San Diego. Not seeing any southern. You know, it's funny because here in the south, people talk about all these people moving from up north down to the south, which is true. It's happening. I can tell you that as someone in the mortgage business in southeastern North Carolina, there are a lot of people moving from up north down here. But remember, the numbers are still impressive out of the Northeast. So it's just happening all over. It's not being caused by some massive exodus from really anywhere. Uh, Now, if you're looking at it on a localized basis, so you're looking at like small towns, they probably don't even have numbers for them. Yeah, you're probably seeing some crazy growth as people leave California and maybe move into some smaller towns out West. But... Uh, looking at kind of you know a bigger number like bigger cities, you're just not going to see that big of a price swing because everything is going up right now. Everything, everyone is benefiting from this current housing boom. It's been a while since that's taken place. Uh, now, Case Shiller was not the only housing report that we got yesterday. The FHFA, there we go, FHFA's home price index also was released yesterday as well. And as usual, their numbers are usually a little better than Case Schiller. They're a little maybe more liberal with their um, statistics. But in this case, you actually saw kind of a mixed report when compared to Case Schiller. So nationwide on an annualized basis, you saw 18% growth from May 2020 to May 2021. That was up last month from 15.7. That number is higher than Case Schiller. But month to month was actually lower. They showed 1.7% growth month over month, which was down from April when they had, when they said 1.8% appreciation. So interesting numbers that you have the year over year larger than Case Shiller, but month over month is showing smaller appreciation. Dr. Lynn Fisher, the deputy director of the Division of Research and Statistics at the FHFA, says the heated housing market will continue as long as certain factors stay in place, saying, quote, house prices continued their record setting growth into May, and this trend will likely continue around the country as busy summer home buying months maintain the pressure being felt in already tight housing markets. So she later goes on to talk about, you know, rates and just the supply and demand issues that we are seeing. And so as long as all these factors maintain, more than likely we're going to continue to see these big gains, which is why I think people like Bill McBride have said that you're probably not going to see a slowdown until July, late July, right about now, which arguably you're seeing. If you talk to realtors, talk to people in the real estate business, they will tell you that, yeah, you're definitely seeing maybe more options out there. As we talked about yesterday, a little more inventory, maybe not as many bidding wars. And so maybe we are seeing a slowdown. But of course, once again, what's a what's a slowdown? <laughs> it's a, only 15% year over year appreciation. So uh, regionally, the South Atlantic, which is where I am, saw 17.6% annualized appreciation and 1.7% month over month gains. Now the leaders in those categories, the mountain region up 23.2% year over year. And the biggest monthly gain was in the Pacific region. Once again, Areas to the west, 
<laughs> not where we are. Areas to the west of us seeing a lot of price appreciation. Now, I did want to give you a heads up on what's happening with consumer confidence because while that's not directly related to housing, it you know has an impact, right? I mean, what people think about the economy is an indicator of how they're going to act. So people think the economy is good. They're going to spend money. People are not confident in the economy. They are not. So where was consumer confidence in July? Well, according to the conference board, unchanged for the most part. Month over month, the consumer confidence index now stands at 129.9, which is slightly up from June when it was at 128.9. So barely moved. Now, the index is up significantly from a year ago in July 2020. The index was at 92.6. Now, Lynn Franco, Senior Director of Economic Indicators at the conference board, points out that because the index is already elevated, even without an increase, Q3 is off to a good start. Saying, quote, consumers appraisal of present day conditions held steady, suggesting economic growth in Q3 is off to a strong start. Consumers optimism about the short term outlook didn't waver. And they continue to expect that business conditions, jobs, and personal finance will improve. So things remaining where they are, considering how elevated things are, uh, is good. That is a good thing. That's what they're arguing. Now, the other categories, change was minimal as well. The present situation index saw the biggest movement. It uh, increased to 160.3 compared to 159.6 last month. But the expectations index was virtually unchanged, even though it dropped slightly from 108.5 to 108.4. So even though it dropped, it's statistically insignificant. Uh, It should be noted that the slight uptick was still enough to put the index at the highest level since February 2020. And if you remember everyone was pretty confident about the economy back in February, 2020. So a lot of data, like I said, a lot of data happening on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Okay. (laughs) My days blend. They, I was actually, you know, it's funny because some days I'm just slammed at work and I don't have time to see any of the news. Um, and other days I have time to, you know, at least pay attention to what's happening. And today was a weird day because I was, kind of able to see all these reports and analyze them. But then all afternoon, I didn't get like one chance to look at what was happening with the news. So, um, but luckily most of the, most of the reports came out in the morning. So we can talk about it here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. All right, before we go, let's see, what do we have coming out this morning? Oh, we got mortgage applications. That'll be out at 7 a.m. We will talk about that tomorrow. Oh, and, ooh, yes, that's right. The Fed press conference, uh, of course, that that you know preceded by the Fed interest rate decision. No, they're not going to be raising rates. No one thinks that's going to happen. The question is, are they discussing it? Or are they discussing discussing it. I think that's where we are now, right? No, no, no. No, I think I think we're past they're they're discussing it. But are they now they're discussing to discuss it. And are they now at the point where they're actually discussing it? There we go. <laughs> I fi- I figured it out. There we go. So, they're past the discussion of the discussion and now it's are they just discussing it? <laughs> that's where we are. It's, 
Oh, you got to love it. Got to love uh, all of the, um, the rumors. It's like high school, right? Well, does she like him or does she like, like him or like, like, like him? So the Fed discussing it or are they discussing it, discussing it? That's the big question. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.